1: Good Wednesday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, alongside Booner as we grind it out here on a Wednesday edition. Boone, it's April 1st, uh, April Fools, uh, I guess, but uh, I I don't really have a good one today. I I worked a lot yesterday trying to come up with a good April Fools joke and I, I just ain't got it. I just ain't got it. Well, I think you did. You, you you had a
2: fake car parked out front, and I come opening the door, and it's not, it's a real car, Boone. I, thought it, was not your, I thought it was yours, <laughs> and so I come, and I slam, I walk into the door with my face because it's not unlocked yet. When I come in here, so <laughs> you did one, but you didn't even know you did one. How's
1: that? That's when you know you're good, Boone. That's hey. when you know you're good, Boone. It's uh, April is here. I, I tell you, March might have been the longest month of my life. It might have been the longest year of my life. True I that. I don't know. True that. Mar- Did me on that? If you, there's been all kinds of memes about March taking forever because we're at home and things. The funniest one is like it's it's these three guys coming down the steps, and the first guy is January, and it's you know first of the year, and he's he's jiving, he's got fresh clothes on, and then February's kind of back to normal, but still pretty upbeat, and then March takes that first step and then just eats it all the way down the steps, and it's like forever and and but March did that i mean i'll I'll put it in perspective for you. I took three days of vacation uh March the eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth. That seems like that was like seven years ago. that's like two and a half weeks ago <laughs> it's it's the the clock slowed way down about the thirteenth of march the The stuff started breaking on covid. Uh, things started getting real uh we're getting we're getting
2: would you not agree Why no, we have a super renewed respect for structure because we lost it
1: well i think we 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 forget like the schedule that we have and that we keep is just the driving force for everything because i remember yesterday
2: it helps you variety you're not bored
1: yeah I, i did things yesterday like i'm I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay I I'm, really, I'm going to be productive today. you know I get on do some computer work I, I even think about some new new uh, social media backdrops for our, our our website and different things like that, and I'm trying to to kind of hem some of that stuff up, get some things done, all this, all that. and I look down and it's like 11:32 and I'm like, I've been going for a minute. So then, you know, get up, make the boys lunch. You know, it's funny on the weekends, you know, because they're at school or they're at, they're at Stepping Stones through the week. So I mean, they get their breakfast at school. Well, when they're home with me, that's their signal of it's the weekend. So it's like Groundhog's Day at my house every every day. They're like, we want Daddy breakfast. <laughs> Daddy breakfast means eggs, bacon, like the the legit breakfast. Right. And uh, and I'm like. I'm like, guys, y'all going to be as big as a house if I keep doing this. Because, I mean, they're little boys. And and so I'm not going to say that I feed them junk, but I feed them the same things my papa fed me and my dad fed me. Like, so fried bologna is a thing at my house. And, uh, y- you know, put the butter in the eggs is a thing at my house. and Oh, yeah. And using the bacon grease to make the gravy is a thing at my house. So I guess what I'm saying is, is, We've done we've done daddy breakfast like three times in seven days like it's it's getting bad. You
2: know what's getting me is, uh, of course you're you're looking for ways to entertain yourself. I catch myself looking at a 1971 episode of Columbo. Or, really, senior <laughs> listeners might actually remember that guy in McLeod.
1: I remember Columbo like he, kind of stocky fella, kind of curly hair. Yeah, I remember. He's
2: he's bumbling. He. His trademarks were, he leaves you. Well, that's all, and he actually even walks out the door, and he wants you to totally let your guard down. He wants you to shut off your wheels of thinking. And he, oh, 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 he comes back in. He's got that final question that kills people. (laughs) And he can never find his pen. He always loses it. He acts like a man with 10 brain cells but he, he's a brilliant genius and and they know they know what he's doing and he he solves it but i'm eating too much food when i watch tv and have
1: you seen those people that hang signs in the refrigerator that says you're not hungry you're just bored shut that door like i'm like i got to do that
2: i think that's a great idea that's a great idea i, I mean, guess uh, before i forget guess who the director i was like oh my gosh all I know is in the 70s, we were really entertained, and, and we just loved these whodunits. But guess who directed the Columbo series? It's a, it's a very famous, he went on to the movies.
1: Okay, I, I feel like it's a, it's either like George Lucas or Stan Lee.
2: You were really close with George Lucas. As far as uh, movies. Like big,
1: the top of?
2: Steven, Steve? Spielberg yes sir no way yeah i thought well it's only natural that he'd be doing this in the early 70s and we, the whole nation was just kind of clinging to it
1: he'd he be doing this he'd be doing this he'd be, do, he be doing <laughs> it good in that uh did he do any other shows did you i know because i know you once you found that out that's not where you stopped uh did you look up any other shows he did in the 70s
2: ran out of time and just just kept eating and got All disgusted right. with <laughs>
1: myself and uh I'm not hungry, but... Like, you ever, you ever like, get to that point to where you're just, like, you don't want to waste anything, and so you're, like, eating those chips or those pretzels? I'm a big pretzel guy, and I'm, like, digging the bag, and I'm, like, okay, I think I've had enough, and then you look down in there, and there's, like, I don't know, ten pretzels left, so you just knock them out. I feel like that's a bad thing to do, too.
2: We, we're getting some bad habits, but the thing we know is we do not have that magical date that says... Hey, parent, the kids are going back to school. Hey, citizens, you're not going to be arrested by the Washington, D.C. mayor for driving around. <laughs> hey, people, guess what? Go ahead and go back to church. Unless you live in Tampa, you will not be arrested for going to church. We don't have a definite date. Yeah.
1: Now, I will say, uh, you know, I don't know. And we've, we plugged them a few times last week, and I, I think it's worth a, a do. So uh, I don't know if you saw my post on Facebook last night. Real Revolution Church. You talk about going to church. You talk about getting some, getting fed. You know, uh, church is where you get fed spiritually. Oh yeah. Uh, well, in this time where they've had to close their doors and not have in on-campus church, they have online church uh, on Sundays nine and eleven. But they are they have built basically a full-blown food pantry at Rio Revolution. Uh, yesterday. Uh, Steve Hepperly, he's the one that's been leading up this uh, Feed Blunt kind of I bet he's movement. related to Ronnie Hepperly. And Pacer Hepperly. I played football against Ronnie Hepperly. He's a Townsend boy. All right. But uh, Pacer and those guys are Townsend as well. But, uh, you know, they, they've started this Feed Blunt movement, really. And it, and it was it was like an activity that's turned to a movement. Yesterday, they, they put a picture online uh, that was 47,000 meals. Wow. In one room. What they've done is is they've boxed up kind of like little kits in in boxes and then they're going to deliver them, uh, you know, to, to different people. So uh, the thing is 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 when you can't do your normal work, you do different work, and I think that's going at all levels. You know, I, I've seen people uh, even in tough times like now that 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 it's, that it's really easy to kind of snatch your pearls up and and and. I'm not, I'm not giving anybody anything. I'm not donating to anything. I'm not doing anything. That have just found ways to do things. You, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and between Real Revolution Church and 47,000 Meals, Denzo, uh, they're making face shields for, for the, the hospital workers. I have saw those. Have you seen those on Facebook? I gotta get you on some good Facebook. I've, I've seen a
2: right little bit. I need to.
1: I need to see more. Spend so, more time on it. So basically, they they. I think originally they started three D printing it, but they're they're actually going to move to where they're molding this this face shield. And they they mold the headpiece. They buy a strap to put on the back, and it says "Thank you for helping us." And it goes to the hospitals. And I think that's just a really cool thing. Uh, CBD American Shaman. Uh, of course, we have an Alcoa location, but it's a national brand. Uh, they've started making hand sanitizer. Uh, we'll have a PSA on the air uh, probably later today, if not tomorrow, they're going to donate a thousand bottles of this hand sanitizer to first responders. Uh, this is this watch is watch the actions,
2: actions speak louder than words. That'll tell you the true heart and character where the people are.
1: Well, and I'll tell you, you know it's, it's just it's just good to see because I mean so many times and, and so often do you have good examples of people not caring or people well if you buy one i'll give you the second one but i'm not giving it to you for free and there's a lot of of, of benevolence there's a lot of you know kind of soft heart soft hands kind of thing going on and and i think it's it's just it's just when well, like you said when things get to the nitty gritty how people act in those times is the more realistic representation not, it, it's not,
2: you know what we're learning, Wayneo. It's so revealing. We're basically thrown into two groups: those that really, really have compassion and heart and care about Americans, and those that are all about self.
1: Yeah, and and I think you've got both. But I, I love that that some of the the ones that that actually care about people are coming to the forefront. And and, and like I said, if you need those opportunities, you need those uh those reminders. Uh, get on. Uh, like I said, I'll give you those those uh those three there you know check out the the North American Denzo page that they're helping people check out uh CBD American shaman uh, and check out um check out real revolution church uh, all great uh great situations that are that are doing uh just that and helping a lot of great people but uh boom um pandemic continues as as COVID-19 continues to kind of scrape across this country and and scrape across uh, really, really a a, a world uh, as COVID-19 has has gotten up in numbers in the state of Tennessee. And Blount County took a big plunge up yesterday. Uh, two days ago, we had 10 cases. Yesterday, reported 25 cases. So, a 15 jump in one day. Yeah,
2: 150%. I'll tell you what, though, I know. But
1: again, that's confirmed cases. Yeah. Those people may have already been been getting treated and things like that and then it just the test result came back yeah
2: two things we really have to keep in mind the more testing you have the more it's realized oh this person has it they might have been here but the testing did not reveal it and the numbers they use for the testing or the models they use they're not superior 100 percent. of course you have to put factors into each model we know a lot of people that are dying. Uh, you have to ask yourself one question. Are they dying with COVID-19 or are they dying of COVID-19? Well, if you've got they, yeah. diabetes, heart trouble, kidney trouble, and uh, that's the final straw. But uh, we, we're, we're really up in our testing um, devices. I saw where we got, uh, I think it's like 110,000 or 75,000 appearing daily and uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of positivity
1: to oh, fight I, back with it absolutely tennessee you know tennessee is up to to near 2300 cases uh nationally the united states has near a hundred ninety thousand cases uh but but you really look at it testing is is what's really unveiled a lot of these uh as as far as that goes but you look at it there's, there's over 7,000 people that have recovered from COVID-19 now. I, I think that's a, that's a key point to bring up. Like you said, pre-existing conditions. I mean, Joe Diffie, here's just a key point. It said died from complications of COVID-19. He didn't die of COVID-19. Now, granted, you know if, if he doesn't get COVID, can he manage the, the other situations? Probably. So I'm not saying that it's not the cause of death. I'm just saying you, you make a really good point. If you're already compromised, then then the risk is is much much higher with that group. Which, take in point again, he lived in Davidson County. You can take a guess of the percentage of of Tennessee cases that come out of Davidson County.
2: That's right, in the heart of a uh, Nashville. Am I right? It's it's a huge. It's it's up there. It's. let I'll tell it's you Convoluted this. with several people.
1: Blunt County has 25 cases. Davidson County has 391. They're not. I don't think they're the uh, the heaviest county, but they're they're right up there. Uh, Shelby County's the heaviest at 428. So I mean they're not they're not trailing them by too much. Uh, and what about this? Non Tennessee residents, either unknown or known non Tennessee residents, make up almost 500 Tennessee cases. Wow! Because they've been tested and treated in the state of Tennessee.
2: I misspoke, Wayno. it's actually millions of tests uh abbott labs is are creating uh it's five minutes and then you're gonna know that that's super and we have uh, 10,000 ventilators ready to go to the states and they're going to be based on a as needed case and uh no one likes this situation we're in but it's going to be so truthful it's going to be so revealing it, it's going to it's uh you hear about the right hand not knowing what the left hand is doing and the head being somewhere else we're seeing a togetherness and a willingness to work we've never seen before. 250 beds coming to Michigan, additional 500 to Louisiana, and uh, Boeing, Apple, Ford, Denso, and all these major companies are stepping up with money. Israel even gave us, I think, six million dollars to help. Oh wow! We're finding out whether whether you're a community guy, and uh, we're we're gonna in the long run we're gonna be a
1: lot better. Do you trust Dr. Oz? Why do you know? Doctor Oz. I I mean he's a doctor, right? <laughs> I I don't know. I, TV doctors kinda get me give me the creeps a little bit. But I, I will say he's kinda te- stood the test of time. Yeah. You know? He I, uh, I
2: respect his knowledge. He's never given me a, a negative. Uh they had out there two hundred thousand deaths are gonna be the absolute peak in the US. He said, Well I'm I'm gonna go ahead now and let's get this straight. That's exaggerated a little bit. I'm gonna say between a hundred thousand to a hundred and fifty. So time will tell exactly who was
1: right. Exactly, and and, and everybody wants the lesser. Uh, I said I don't think I don't think anybody's just. Well, we've still got you know a hundred thousand that we got before the goal. You know this isn't. You know we're not collecting money. We're 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 talking about lives. So at the same rate, I, I think they're doing things. I, I know Laura talked about there being you know setting up temporary bedding at, at like kind of remote facilities for for hospitals. You know when the last time they did that was. World War Two? Mm, that's what I said. That's funny that we said the same thing. Civil War. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, so now that they're having remote situations, uh, you, you know, they're taking it seriously. It, the unfortunate thing is, and, and, you know, I think we can look back and talk about when we should have been attacking this, when we could have attacked this, but, but I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, like I said, a false sense of security came down when we've beaten so many uh, quote-unquote worldwide pandemics uh, they kind of sputtered out when they got to the U.S. And, and so uh, I think we got a little little uh, comfort zone situation going on, and, and, and it got us. And, and it's how we respond right now. And it's how, like I said, I've said this day in and day out, but I mean it. Uh, you know, you can't, no one person can save the world. But you got to take care of yours, you, your family, those you influence, and and then let the rest of people keep that same mindset and we'll beat this thing. Uh, I hope that we're thirty days out. I hope that we're we're in a point to where we're, um, you know, flattening the curve. I know the last f- couple days, the the number of affected cases, even though the number looks to be inflated, uh, the percentages are are flatlining if not declining. So there's there's some good things going on nationally, and we've just gotta we just gotta keep that trend going. So uh, Boone, let's get to a break. Listen to our fine sponsors. When we come back, we're gonna talk about Tennessee football. Two recruits. In two days, you've had the speedy running back uh, out of out of North Carolina that hit us two days ago, and you've got Walker Merle out of Brentwood Academy that is locked on with the Vols with no recruiting to be done. Uh, social media and the telephone. Have become new hot. Somebody's hotbed.
2: organized. I think so. North Carolina's been kind to us. Leonard Little. You ever
1: heard of that name? Jay Graham. You ever yeah. heard of that name? <laughs> That's a. It's good to be be a, be a volunteer right now. Two recruits, two days. We'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to the grind. Don't miss it. Come on back.
0: Your hometown alternative to ordinary sports radio, 100.9 FM. a.m. Rocky
1: Top Sports. or go to donnacry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender.
3: The Blunt Partnership is committed to leading the Blunt County business community through this coronavirus outbreak. We will continue to be a resource for all businesses as well as supplying up-to-date information for our community. Please check out our website for updated information at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram,
1: and Twitter.
0: I want to personally assure you that Rural King and its associates are doing everything possible to provide the things you need for your family, farms, pets, and livestock. Our country has been through hard times before. We will get through this stronger than ever. God bless you and your family. From Rural King, America's farm and home store.
1: This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com.
2: El Jimidor Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimidor offers Monday
3: through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in
2: at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Himidor Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimidor Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports.
0: We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports.
1: welcome back inside the wkbl studios of rocky top sports i'm wayne kaiser alongside booner as we grind it out here on hump day edition april 1st edition of the grind Boon, uh, boone welcome back in we're going to move to sports a little bit here as uh tennessee what about some recruit recruiting they got going on over on the hill i tell you what they're they're organized uh,
2: they're efficient they've uh They've been working really hard months and months and months on these present juniors out there. Well, when you think about it, they've, they've identified
1: these guys, and they've worked on a bunch of them. Wouldn't you say two years? I mean, I think I think every bit of, of you know, 10 to, to 14 months. I, I think, you know, a lot of times that first that first year is a kind of a whirlwind. So this going into year three of Pruitt, I would say he's talked to a lot of these kids for at least a year. Uh, I know, you know, it, it always boggles the mind how early they start recruiting now. Uh, freshmen are getting getting offers. Eighth graders getting offers if they're pretty quick. And he's really serious about in-state players. He made that
2: he made that statement in his uh, opening press conference, as I recall.
1: Right, right. And and you know I I don't know I I in-state and local sometimes can be two different things. You, you know what I'm saying? I, I look I look at certain situations and, and I'm like, hmm. I'm interested how how these things and and I understand you know grade of competition. Week in and week out, kind of grade players differently, right? If you if you play in a small school, uh, then then your your grade may not get as high. It may it may can't get as high because of of you're not just you're not going up against studs. You know, it's not ones versus ones. And so at that rate, you, you know, I I look at situations like this, Walker Merrill, and I think he's a great player. He's a, he's a phenomenal player. But uh, I'm looking at guys like. Uh, like Holden Willis, and I'm like, how does that slip through? But uh, at the same rate, Tennessee has added a second commitment in, in as many days, earning a, a a commitment from in-state receiver Walker Merle. He's six one, 176 pounds, out of the Mid State. Uh, he played his high school ball at Brentwood, and uh, and he has committed in this uh, in this stay at safer at home situation. It was between Ole Miss, Vandy, and Tennessee, and Walker Merle. Uh, makes that commitment known yesterday uh, at his house. Uh, kind of a, a makeshift commitment there as, as on his TV behind him, he had his high school logo and he had the three hats on the table. But, uh, y- you know, it, it's, it's different times. You know, a lot of times people can – they'll go back and be like, yeah, I was in the gym at my high school and all these people were there. And these 2021 20, kids, they're going to be like, yeah, I was in my living room because nobody could be within six feet of me.
2: They continue to uh, to play the drama card, and nothing wrong with that. Make us think, are we going to get you, are we not? I like the idea, Wayne, that he was the number 61 receiver in the country, and apparently the uh, the old ace in the hole that got him was telling him, you come in here and get the job
1: done, you're going to get major early playing time. Is that what you heard? Well, yeah, I think I think Pruitt sells hard work gets you on the field, uh, and yeah, I think that's what what got him got him in there. I think when you're a Tennessee kid, though, I mean, people can say what they want. Vandy fans can say what they want. Memphis fans can say what they want. If you're in the Volunteer State, there's a reason that it's called that because you want to put, you want to wear the orange. If the opportunity presents itself, it's there. The only reason you go to Vandy is if you're more about academics. Or and the only reason you go to Memphis is if you're from Memphis. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, my wife, just because Memphis's pet band did something at a, a basketball game one time that made her, you know, near violent, uh, she's she is totally fine with selling Memphis. She's okay with getting rid of that part of the state. But but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, Brentwood Academy, Mid State area. It's Vandier it's Tennessee, the Ole Miss connection. It's Elaine Kiffin. You know they're going to throw the ball a lot, so there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of lure there. But you got to you got to know if you're if you're a Tennessee kid and you you haven't moved into Tennessee, you were born and, and raised here. That Tennessee, even though you know it's been a hard time your childhood, because that's that's the thing that keeps rocking me is is you look and and you know these kids were born post year two thousand. You know these kids were born 2000, you know three and four and stuff like that. So, um, they don't remember a ton of great things about Tennessee. But again, when Tennessee had up years, they know the, the 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 buzz that stays around the state. So I think if you're an in-state kid, you want to come to Tennessee. He's the 11th best player in the state of Tennessee, and, and so I think that's a huge huge draw for Pruitt to go out there and and know that he's locking down the the upper echelon in his state. But then again, uh, he's he's getting a worker. I saw somebody yesterday put on there. We've got us another Josh Smith. Well, if it can be Josh Smith, freshman sophomore year, I'm all about it because I mean that was a cat that knew where to be. I want him to have Josh Smith's work habits, but I don't want him to be as easily injured as Josh. Well, that that's what I'm saying. That that sophomore year when he got dinged up, it it kind of changed him forever, but. But, yeah, I mean, you talk about a guy who knew how to go across the middle, knew how to be in the right spot, run a good route, and then run under a football and go get it. I, I loved what Josh Smith done. And, and Walker Merle, I, I kind of – you know, it's funny. He played in the mid-state, but I, I kind of – going with Mariville and, and being up there, I, I saw some of the people he went against. And, and the thing is, is for him to have success in that level in the mid-state – uh, there says something about his work ethic. That says something about his ability to get open because just quite frankly, uh, at his measurables, uh, at 6'1", 176, that's not a huge wideout. That's not a huge receiver. Uh, so the fact that he's he's able to have some success and be a be a great player and have the fundamentals and the technique uh, to, to be a div- Division one prospect, I think that speaks to him. But uh, I thought it was interesting and, and kind of to go with what I said about in-state kids, Uh, Merrill said, it's home. The coaching staff did a real great job of recruiting me, and I've got a great opportunity to come in and play early. Merrill also had offers from LSU, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Auburn, Texas A&M, Penn State, and others. Today he picked the volunteers over the the two previously named schools, Ole Miss and Vandy, uh, who were named a finalist last Wednesday. Uh, Most recruiting analysts agree that Merrill's a work in progress, but his athletic ability is what stands him out. He can run a legit 4-5 and can overpower defenders who try to jam him on the line. He runs a really clean route, uh, said recruiting analyst Tom Lemming. He needs to gain more weight and strength, but the athletic ability is certainly there. Has the height, length, the long arms, and the quick, strong hands uh, needed to play the receiver position in Division One? I'm excited. Uh, T. Martin, of course, the lead recruiter. Thank you, T.,
2: T just has a what? He has words that come out of his mouth. They're like honey. Uh, I, when I met him, I was probably four seconds into the conversation. I thought, I really like this guy. But he was the lead recruiter. Pruitt sealed the deal. And I'm sure they just told him, uh, Jawan Jennings, Marquez, Callaway are gone. And uh, oh, by the way, the third toughest receiver is a senior. So you're going to be a freshman when he's a senior. Jump in there and show us what you
1: got, and we'll play you. Well, I mean, you, you can look at guys just, that's just come along here here recently. You talk about Eric Gray. I know that's at the running back position, but you talk about kids that the proof's there. If they work hard, they're going to get in there. Henry Tuoto, you talk about – um, oh, what's his name? The guy that – the DB that, that Pruitt's, you know, kind of taken on. What's his name? It's not Thompson, is it? Yeah, yeah, Bryce Thompson. He's not a young a young player anymore. He's going into his junior season, but – what I'm saying is is he got early looks because he worked hard. Yeah. Because he played hard. And, and you know, Henry Tuoto, Eric Gray, you know, you look at some of those receivers. Uh, those who work hard get an opportunity to see the field with Pruitt. And and I think Walker Murrell's that guy. I think, like you said, long arms, good hands – is what it takes to win in this league. Quick question for the listeners. Have you heard anything about his ability to play all the different receivers? I have not. Positions? I have not. Uh, again, just committed yesterday. And I'm not a big – I'll put this out there, and I think Jordan McCullough would, uh, would would tell me that I needed to get a little stronger in it. I'm, I'm not a huge early recruiting guy. Uh, and, and the reason I say that is – I, I, I kind of tongue-in-cheek this thing, but here's the deal. I don't want to be that mad at a 17-year-old kid because here's the deal I don't take I and I know I say that a lot here's the deal I'm going to give you the deal but uh my thing is is it's just there it's it's almost too much of a soap opera anymore it's I'm committed I'm not committed I'm committed but my my recruitment's still wide open I'm I'm going, but I'm not. I'm I'm committed, but I've got a visit to Alabama next week. It's a fact of life. Uh, that's why insurance but, rates are so high for teenagers. <laughs> their body's not fully developed. But but it's it's kind of one of those deals where you know you, I, I watch it. I'm excited about it. I'm excited for them. Uh, you know, and then when when December comes and they ink, then I'll follow. I got a feeling
2: this guy stays with us. I think
1: so. I think so. I think when you're in state and you you have the opportunity to make that decision, you usually stick with it. If he wasn't 100% sure he was coming to Tennessee, he would have probably left this thing, let it ride a little bit longer. Because he doesn't accomplish anything at this point by committing because coaches are still going to recruit him. Because until he signs that letter of intent, the commitment's as good as the video we saw him do it on. You know what I'm saying? It's not – it's not – etched in stone that he committed it's etched in stone when he signs that's that's the big difference but yeah I think he sticks with us I think you look at at him uh coined with Jalen Wright the the running back out of Durham North Carolina yesterday two recruits in two days um it's 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 a good day to be be Tennessee And, and the thing is is no, he's not taking any visits at this point. he's getting phone calls or social media contacts just like like Tennessee's able to do and I thought brian Niedermeyer uh if you you remember that name he's our linebackers coach now uh from he came from tight ends coach and now he's a linebackers coach but uh, good recruiter I've heard oh good num- recruiter he's the 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 reigning recruiter of the year so uh pretty pretty big get there but he put out on Twitter yesterday he said, do you want?" A, uh, a stock image with your your name and face put on it and I send it in the mail or do you want me to, to tell you how I'm going to develop you and how I'm going to put you on the field and do those kind of things? And you wouldn't believe the kids, the coaches, the the people who were pushing him video and highlight tapes and coaches saying, thank you for this, da 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 da, da just off one post. And that's the thing that they're selling at Tennessee is if you want to be a flashy... You know, whatever. Maybe this ain't the place for you. But if you want to be developed as a player, if you want to, if you want to get a work ethic that's going to take you through not only football but beyond, come to Tennessee because that's going on here. And the thing is, is is Pruitt puts a big premium on recruiting, and I think that's that's what gets publicity. That's what gets it. Oh well, he's he's a good coach, but he's not a really good recruiter. So Pruitt's going to replace him. That's
2: I, that's really good that he puts such an emphasis on qualifying. You hear about car salesmen who qualify their buyers and mm-hmm. end up selling a lot more calls, cars, they simply say tell me exactly what you want.
1: Yeah, and and I I think I think Pruitt he's just he's got a he's got like a like a daddy face kind of going, you know what I'm saying where it's like I really think he means what he says. You know, he's serious when he says that we're going to do it this way. I believe it. And and I think Pruitt has has found a method to his madness, if you will. You know, he's been around Saban, he's been around Jimbo, he's been around Mark Richt. I mean, he he's had a lot of influence. Of and I think that's a pretty interesting dynamic because, you know, Saban, you know, he's kind of the. I mean, he's the Bear Bryant of this generation. I mean, it's just it is what it is. Uh, he's he's the greatest to do it at the recruiting level, the defensive level, the hiring of of coaches level, et cetera, et cetera. But he's been around Mark Richt, who who arguably uh, probably in the last two decades this side of Philip Fulmer, probably the most uh, personable uh, head coach in the conference. I mean, just straight up, yeah, and, uh, and and a good dude. And 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 then he's worked with Jimbo, who uh, there goes your used car salesman. That's where he gets that side of it. But he's got uh, it. He's got the market cornered. But I will say uh, he's had a lot of, of experience, and and I think that has begun to carry a little bit because he has success now on the football field. The, the late run uh, last season shows that, that he can dig himself into a hole, but he can also dig his way right back out of it. And, and I think these kids are understanding that now the stability, hopefully, is is going to be there. Pruitt's going to be there. And, and just point blank, uh, we want to be there with him because stability is coming back to Tennessee, and in-state kids want to be when Tennessee's good. They I think we
2: here. I think we missed out on a, a few when Pruitt was really new. And like you said, he's getting that stability and that familiar face. I was – let's see, we had seven commits. These two make nine. I was uh, surprised to learn that we have offered more than 400 players in this 2021 class. But that shows an interest. That gets them out there. Well, you know, I'm excited about uh, – some edge rushers a lot of them are categorized as defensive ends but they'll probably end up being outside linebackers dylan brooks demetrius robinson jeremiah williams these are some big names um christian zachary out of Carrollton, georgia his stock's really rising we're after him bama georgia oklahoma and florida and uh he, he just gets better and better by the month but uh I'd like to. Uh, I like the word speedy. I did see that beside this running back you're talking about. And uh, when they watch uh, Gray play, and they think, well, you know, I, I need to be the next Gray. That that's some excitement. They want to be a part
1: of what's going on here. It looks like, don't you think? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and you know, it's it's no coincidence that they dropped that Eric Gray video yesterday. They dropped a little hype video that talked about all of what he did as a freshman, all of what he did. You know, this and that. And that's 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 drumming it up saying, listen. Did they drop that before he signed? Or not signed, but committed? I think so. <laughs> I think it's
2: it's easy to see something you really like and then your mind say, Hey, I'm gonna picture myself doing
1: that. Well, and and I think, you know, like he said, it's home. Uh so I think this was hopefully a formality for, for Walker Merrill. Uh you, you know, you look at the the North Carolina kid that we talked about, uh Wright uh, coming out of Durham. Uh that that's a that's a connection with, with um uh, with Jay Graham that, that we, we wouldn't have had a year ago, uh but now we do. Uh Jay Graham being a North Carolina kid, being able to sell the fact that, that North Carolina kids are respected at Tennessee. You talked about you you know, you talked about the the say his name again. Uh Thompson. No, the number one. Oh, Leonard Little Leonard out of Nashville, North Carolina. I could see him. I could see him in his Cap- Rams uniform. Captain. I could see him. <laughs> I could see him in his Tennessee. I could see him standing over that player, but just his name was escaping me. But speed kills top five quarterback sacks. But uh, you know, Durham, North Carolina is a place that's a hotbed uh, for for talent. I think we got Justin Hunter out of uh, out of the state of North Carolina. Uh, There's a lot of lot of good players that's come out of North Carolina that came to Tennessee. Well, I
2: know there's a chance we're doing a little deja vu all over again as uh, your uh, (laughs) Yankees. uh, Coach for the Mets, the the guy that has the funny sayings, deja vu all over again. Oh, a short, Yogi. Yogi Bear. Uh, seems like we're deja vuing all over again because once that quarterback committed, these little pieces are saying, hey, I want to be something of that. It would be really neat if we're kind of repeating what uh, Peyton did with us in 94.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think Harrison Bailey's a good piece to, to build around. And then Eric Gray coming into his sophomore season, I mean, wow you you could look at three really good years coming up for Tennessee uh, again you got to you got to put pen to paper you got to put put the practice to the football field but uh, you got to have pieces to be able to do it with hey Wayne, oh, you
2: may laugh at this but there's a 7 on 7 camp and it's held in Gatlinburg and in my opinion this old country boy that I am Gatlinburg is one of our greatest assets tell me another SEC school that's just a few minutes away from Gatlinburg a lot of these kids <laughs> that are actually going up there and participating they're like oh Man, I could do this on the weekends when I'm off. This is really neat, little old county up here in the mountains. A lot of these kids that are seeing that Gatlinburg area or committing, I say get a bunch more of them up there.
1: Yeah, you, you think that Rocky Top Sports Complex is on uh, is an accident? They they, they might even not. they
2: might even point to Rocky Top and then play the song and so you do know that was written <laughs> about that mountaintop right over there, don't you? <laughs> right. A right,
1: fun fact, you know where Rocky? What county Rocky Top's in? uh it's in the why it's, didn't
2: you ask me who wrote it
1: yeah right Phil so, uh uh what county rocky top is in it is in the the county that i that i hail from it's in cock, it's county. cock county it's in cock county so uh they never they never made anything of it they never took it to the next level but yeah it ro- the rocky top is is located in cock getting county.
2: that corn from a jar yeah
1: well the rock the dirt's too rocky by far <laughs> but I caught him. I caught him drinking. I caught him with the coffee up. But anyway, Boone, we're uh, we have we have firmly dug that hole, and let's try to take a break and get ourselves right back out of it. But hey, we're going to take our last break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk about the NCAA. Two days ago, announced that they're going to give spring sports a year of eligibility, and yesterday denied the opportunity for winter sports. To get another year of eligibility, we'll talk about what that means, how the spring sports are going to kind of handle that extra manning, and then how the winter sports uh, kind of why that that kind of came down the way it did. We'll talk it on the flip. You're listening to the Grind, 100.9 FM, 8:50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. Go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. How do you define strength? Is it physical? <laughs> or is it mental?
0: Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association
1: and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Don't miss Pizza Hut Spirit Day. Help raise funds for
3: Maine support. That's M-A-N-E support. The second Monday of every month at Pizza Hut, 804 Foothills Mall Drive, Maryville, 375 Hannum Street, Alcoa and 2418 Airport Highway in Alcoa, from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. all day. All you need to do is order a pizza from Pizza Hut on the second Monday of every month, and main support receives 20% of all sales.
1: This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online online the it's the hub for everything the grind we've got twitter feed facebook feed and of course soundcloud if you miss a show you don't have to miss it forever check it out online the that's the in uncertain times you can be certain of this the
2: salvation army is serving those most in need with help and hope Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org.
3: Rural Americans are the heartbeat of the nation. Work goes on at our farms, at our factories, and at our homes. Rural King is working hard to keep that heartbeat going by providing the essential items you need to feed your families, your pets, and animals, and yes, the nation. We are partnering with the government to ensure Rule King is a clean space for our associates and our customers, so together we can keep the heartbeat of the nation pumping. God bless you from your friends at Rule King, America's farm and home store.
0: We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports.
1: And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, alongside Booner, as we grind it out here on a Wednesday edition. Boone, moving right along, uh, topic number two, as we've uh, as we kind of took a little minute for for that last one, but uh, but Boone, what about yesterday? You know, a couple days ago, they announced spring sports uh, would be allowed to to carry some eligibility for those outgoing seniors uh, that that want to come back, and, and basically that the the, the colleges and the conferences will have to manage that they won't have any additional scholarships they won't have uh, additional funding for for that but if they want to bring them back and, and chop up a couple scholarships or find uh, basically ways to to cover that uh, they, they can do that and, and and I think that's a really good call but yesterday uh, they kind of dropped the hammer and made it official. Uh, winter sports, i.e., basketball, women's basketball, uh, will not uh, get that extra eligibility. Um, so the the little game you and I were playing with
2: our couple of basketballers is a pipe dream. It very much is.
1: Oh, very man, much. I hate is. that. And and you know, uh, the more I dug into that, the more people I talked to, there was question of whether the you know the, there was even interest uh, from a lot of the outgoing seniors because either they they want to go ahead and because again mileage. Uh, on your body and what have you that they 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 like their opportunities to to get some 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 paid opportunities to play basketball and, and that the the chance of coming back it, it was a nice token uh, but uh but honestly they they felt like maybe their their mileage was better spent. Uh, trying to trying to make it happen at the next level, but but that that kind of came down yesterday, Boone. And, and and Boone, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with it. I feel like they got their regular season in. Yes, they missed the tournament, or they missed some of their conference tournament, or or the NCAA. But I mean, you you just if we want to be legitimate now. Granted, if if they would have went the other way, I'd have loved that decision too. But I don't disagree with this one because in the in the grand scheme of, of Tennessee basketball, and, and I'm a realist at, at when it comes to this, in my book, we probably had three, four games left. I think we would have beaten Alabama. I mean, I really do. And then I think I think Kentucky was on a streak right there that it would have been tough to, to go against the Cats. Uh, then we would have probably saw the NIT, and then we would have seen where we would have went through there. But – but you're you're talking about replacing a whole season based around the missing of of probably a couple weeks. So I, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily go against that decision. But now the spring sports, uh, I would have been very, very disheartened had they taken away senior seasons from guys who had, had basically just gotten started. Oh,
2: you're talking track, tennis, golf, the great NFL football player Jim Brown's favorite sport lacrosse he was a first team all-american in that guy could do anything here i really like Wayne. know that uh they did get input uh i kind of read how it was made up there you need input from the athletes and the very experienced experts but i love how they left wiggle room localized every uh individual institution has to decide the proper way to do it but uh well, you know, don't you think it's going I mean, it's going to be complicated. You speak with your family, probably. You list your pros and cons, and then you're like, well, hey, man, I, I was going to go to graduate school, and I had all these plans set up to go to this other graduate school over here. Do I cancel those dreams and go to the same graduate school where I was playing sports? A, a lot of them have their career set up, but that – I mean, they knew the high school they were going to teach or coach at, Uh the job they were going to go with. Do you want to go into a teeny bit of uncertainty? Are you uh, strictly a plan? I have to do exactly what I planned, but do you think it's gonna be like a learning lesson where uh, you have to decide my life was completely set up, I have to continue down that road, or do you look at it as a? I get what I lost?
1: Well, I think it's according to where you're at. I mean, for those who do, who are, who were finishing a season to then get drafted very high, they're they're probably still going to get drafted pretty high, you know, because they the, again the information that the scouts are going to use is what they had seen in the first two or three weeks of the season, which for a lot of the Tennessee guys is going to be very good. But I mean, if you're a guy that that had been coming off the bench, you know, i.e. a Pete Durkay. You know, maybe maybe you'd like to have a little bit more on the bone. Maybe you'd like to have a little bit more. Alaric Solari acts like he wants to come back. I think it's all about what you feel like you can gain from that additional year. And, and you know, I think a lot of the baseball players uh, were excited to be part of what, what Coach Vitello had built here. Um, and so at, at that rate, you know, it's it's kind of an ebb and flow. I think we talked a little bit Monday. About being able, you know, with this opportunity, if you've got guys coming back that are that are pretty solid players, uh, you have the opportunity in the recruiting ranks to kind of swing for the fences and get some some young studs. Uh, but then at the same rate, you know, you've got to recruit a little differently because no longer do you say, "Well, hey, you come in and and this guy's going out." You know, he he's a senior as as you're being recruited, so his spot will be open. It may not be now, so the recruiting. It's going to be an ebb and flow. It's what you what you're getting for the one year, returning to what you're you're going to be able to do. And, and with baseball, the, there's a financial aspect as well because a lot of baseball players are not on full ride scholarships. Uh, baseball, I think, on a on a 35 man roster has about 14 and a half uh, scholarships to spread around. That's there's not a lot of full rides in those situations. So what I'm saying is is are they financially set up to to carry another year? Are they going to take the, the maximum, minimum credits, what have you, this season? How are they impacting actually their their scholarship right now based on them not playing? So, I like the part about the roster
2: flexibility and management. They're going to actually let them carry more positions. Hmm. And by that I mean they're going to create room for freshmen that want to come in and don't want them just to be slighted and forced to transfer. And they're going to create room for the seniors. One but thing, but yeah, the seniors might know they're – they're guaranteed between uh, zero and question mark financially if they come.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's one of those deals where that's got to be a mutual agreement between coaching and, and university and the player uh, as to what what are they getting for, for that return. And, and, you know, is it one of those deals to where they don't have a scholarship, but they have uh, an opportunity to, you know, maybe they, they really dig deep and find academic money or, or what have you. Uh, to kind of bridge some of that gap. So I think there's a lot of different angles you can look at this. And and, and I think, honestly, Boone, there's going to be a lot of spring sports people that, that hate that they lost their senior season, but that test the waters, that go on out, that, that try out the professional ranks. You know, I think a lot of the softball girls will come back uh, just because, again, they have some things to prove. They had a season they would like to have back a year ago and had an opportunity to straighten that up this year. So – uh, I, you
2: know, one of my big disappointments, Wayne it's baseball every year. We get these players, we learn, we watch them, and all of a sudden, bam, the major leagues get draft them. Is, Do you yeah. think we're going to be loaded even more in baseball?
1: I mean, I don't think we've got anything to drop off from. I mean, the only thing is if all these guys leave, yeah, I think we're going to be hurting. But if they all come back, I mean, it could be it could be nasty. Because, I mean, all those young freshmen that were playing really well is going to be sophomores. They're going to be have a year in the program – of strength, conditioning, learning the system, knowing what to do in situational baseball. You know, they'll have all those little things. And once we get to where they can practice again, uh, you know, I think it's going to be uh, a very interesting dynamic. But, uh, Boone, right up here against the, the top of the hour, 6.56 is where we sit right now. I want to take a few minutes to, to thank those that, that make this hap- this thing happen and also give a little little shout-outs to local businesses taking care of us in this tough time. I uh, want to shout-out uh, to Mortgage Investors Group of Mariville Donna Cry and her team. They've always uh, been hooked in and locked in to the grind since day one, uh, nearing a two-year sponsorship with the grind. And, and I, that's, not on, that's not accidental. That's on purpose. They've, they've really hooked in and been a part of what WKVL's built here in the last couple years with sports. And then they've also been a huge part of the grind. The Party Pub in the heart of Maryville—they're they're great people. You talk about, you know, Lisa and Brad, the owners there—that they're they're awesome people and big Tennessee fans. So it's always fun to to kind of ham it up with them when we go talk. And when we're you know out you know out and about,
2: so that guy knows his sports trivia. He's fun. He, he shames me he's badly. A,
1: he's a Tampa Bay Rays fan, but uh, but he's good about it. He likes them. Uh, so we'll let it we'll let it slide. But Brad's a great person. Uh, Lisa's a great lady, and uh, and again, they're great to the community. They do a lot of good things. They they if people are sick, they have silent auctions. If people uh, you know need need money, then they'll they'll raise a they'll raise funds. They'll do what they have to do. Uh, to help people, good people in a great community, uh, and, and really uh, a nice asset there. And then also, you know, you, we talked about it earlier in the show, but want to give a big shout out uh, to those who are are doing great things uh, during this time in our community. And and it's not the only ones; it's just the only ones I know about. And if you, if there's more, of course, hit me up on social media, and I, I want to give them uh, recognition. But CBD American Shaman, uh, right here, Alcoa location, right there in, in Hunters Crossing, uh, they they have have formatted some hand sanitizer uh, that they're going to give away to first responders, a uh, 1,000 bottles of it, and then they're going to be selling uh, the other. A uh, hand sanitizer, my understanding, so non-toxic, you can eat it. So they're doing great things for this situation, for this pandemic, and, again, want to recognize those. Rio Revolution Church, they they had literally yesterday evening, they were putting together 47,000-plus uh, meals for families that are going to go out today and tomorrow uh, so really really uh, proud to, to be a member there and proud to to have been able to see that yesterday and then and then also denzo uh, denzo manufacturing you know they, they've changed over some tooling uh, been able to start making some some face shields for for local hospitals uh, for for the, the situation that's going on the shortages that are happening there and all of that is in an effort to fight what is what is an invisible enemy uh, that we are trying to knock out and take down. But, Boone, uh, we're right up here against the top of the hour. Don't miss top of the hour, Jason Swain and the Swain event in what is a local block of sports right here on your source in Blunt County, WKVL. Boone, have a good a- good evening. Chill, Howie. Hey, census was due today. If you ain't done it, get it in. We're about to get Boone's in right here in just a second. We're going to take care of it. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, either stay at home, wash those hands, and, yes, grind on.